the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. John the Baptist was a central figure in the season of Advent, and he reappears now in Epiphany. In Advent, John was the one who prepared the way for Christ by calling people to repent. In Epiphany, John is the one through whom Christ is revealed in the waters of John's baptism. The Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus, and this reveals something to us about Jesus. In the Old Testament, three kinds of people normally received the gift of the Holy Spirit, prophets, priests, and kings. Prophets received the Spirit when God just sent it to them and told them to speak for him. Priests and kings received the Spirit through formal ordination and coronation, respectively. And the sacramental sign of making kings and priests was pouring olive oil on their heads. The oil was an outward and visible sign of the Spirit, that the Spirit of God rested upon them for their priestly and kingly duties. The equivalent Hebrew and Greek words Christ, or excuse me, Messiah and Christ, respectively, mean anointed one, the one upon whom oil was poured, the one anointed by the Spirit. The offices of prophet, priest, and king coalesce in the person of Jesus. The descent of the Spirit upon him shows that he is the prophet, He is the priest. He is the king. He is the one upon whom God's spirit rests from the beginning. The one anointed by God to speak for him. The one who will intercede with God for humanity. And the one who will rule over the creation as the God-man. The role of John the Baptist is especially significant for the kingly office. In the Old Testament, prophets anointed kings, and to become a king, you needed to be anointed by a recognized prophet who would pour oil over you and thus proclaim you to be king. Samuel was the recognized prophet who poured oil on the head of King Saul and King David, indicating that they were God's anointed, God's chosen. Nathan was the prophet who poured oil on the head of King Solomon that indicated that he was the one chosen from among the various uh, contestants for David's throne. John the Baptist is significant because he is the prophet who is present, and his presence bears witness that Jesus is Israel's true king. John the Baptist appeared as a prophet after a 500-year period during which there was no prophet in Israel. And John is the last of the Old Covenant prophets. After John, the Spirit would come to people through the one who is revealed in John's baptism as the one who possesses the Spirit, the one upon whom the Spirit rests. The one in whom the Father is well pleased. In the baptism, Jesus is revealed as the one who has the Spirit, and therefore as 
Uh, St. John says, he will baptize with the Holy Spirit. John said, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Spirit, because he is the one who possesses the Spirit. The baptism of Jesus is the pattern for our baptisms. As water is poured over us in baptism, the Spirit is given to us, and the Father declares us to be his adopted children. Jesus is the naturally and eternally begotten Son of God. We are God's adopted children. As Romans says, quote, You received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The church was initially baptized with the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. The church became anointed as Christ is the anointed one. And the church gives or passes along the spirit to her children through baptism. Those baptized into Christ share in his prophetic, kingly, and priestly offices. As Revelation says, Jesus has, quote, made us a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. The anointing of baptism restores us to the original human vocation. The first humans were created to be priests and kings of the creation. They were created to take the creation God had given them and offer it back to God in thanksgiving. And they were, they were created to rule over it, as uh, God said to Adam in Genesis, take dominion over the creation. Through sin, humanity lost its connection to God through the Spirit, and we forfeited our priestly and kingly status. The Old Covenant provided a provisional atonement for sin and a provisional restoration of that priestly and kingly vocation. But the Old Testament looked forward to a new age of the Spirit in which God would restore fully and finally humanity to its exalted place. Just as Jesus moved over the waters, excuse me, just as the Spirit moved over the waters in the beginning to create the world, so the Spirit would move over the waters again in baptism to make all things new. As God spoke through the prophet Joel, quote, It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. In the old covenant, the spirit was given to prophets, priests, and kings, mostly with a few exceptions. Now the Spirit is given to all who repent and believe. In the beginning, God breathed life into lifeless clay and made Adam. Now God begins his new creation by taking human beings who are dead in sin and breathing into them the life-giving Spirit and raising them from the dead. As Ephesians says, quote, God, 
who is rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses and sins, made us alive together with Christ. Baptism is the beginning of new life in Christ. The resurrection and the life of the world to come, of which we just spoke in the creed, is the goal of this life. And now in this life, we nourish that life we've been given, and we move towards our ultimate end as we gather to receive the sacrament at the altar of God. Through the sacraments and prayer, we renew and strengthen our communion with God. We are raised continually from death to life, and our lives begin to produce what the Bible calls, quote, the fruit of the Spirit, that is, what the Spirit produces in us as we live in Christ in the Spirit. With the gift of the Spirit, we also receive, quote, gifts of the Spirit. And this is what the epistle refers to today when it says that we have, quote, gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. We all receive the same Holy Spirit in our baptisms, but that same Spirit is manifested in each of us in unique ways according to God's gift. As we live the life of prayer, there is a natural impulse of the Spirit and from the Spirit to use our gifts in ways that honor God and serve and love others in Christ's name. That is to say, we become a means by which Christ is revealed to other people. In Epiphany, Christ is revealed to us in his baptism. And the result of Epiphany is that Christ is revealed to others through us because of our baptisms as we love and serve others in Christ's name through the Spirit. As the risen Christ said to the first disciples, quote, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.